Welcome back to Once Upon a Time in Advertising. You guessed it, something's about to go wrong. I think it's safe to say that when advertising agencies are going to pitch for new business, there are certain protocols that need to be observed. One of which is, don't turn up smelling of beer. This time, ad man Rick Blears breaks his own golden rule. Literally threw us out. We'd spent weeks preparing for this pitch. Back in the day in the 1970s, there was a very popular product which everyone knew about on a Saturday, which was called the party can. This was an eight-pint metal can of beer which was sealed with a rubber stopper. So if you were going to a party, instead of carrying bottles and and lots of cans and things, you could get one of these party cans. Particularly Watney's, I think, were famous for their party cans and one or two other breweries made them as well. Particularly up in Manchester where Boddington's party cans were legendary. You turned up at a party with a party can, you were were flavour of the night with everyone because you'd got this with So, um, the story I'm about to tell really uh, hinges around a a business colleague from London coming up to Manchester for a meeting and he saw one of these party cans, a Boddington's party can. I think he'd been around to our our house or whatever, but he'd come across and was very fulsome about how he, what a good idea he thought it was and how much he'd liked the idea of a party can. So it was a northern thing that these party cans, or they were popular in the north. Yes, yes, and you couldn't get them, that's right, you couldn't get them in the south at the time. Anyway, it it transpired a couple of weeks later, or sometime later, that I had to go down to London to do uh, an important presentation to a prospective client there was three or four million pounds on the line and we went through all the normal preparations but I obviously was working in Manchester uh, so I had to jump on a train to London to, to go the night before to, to make preparations for the presentation and as I was making my way home I thought oh I bet Clive my marketing colleague who was also in the presentation would love to have a party can as a little surprise when we finished the presentation so I stopped by an off license and got a got a Boddington's seven pint or eight pint party can. So when I set off that evening to go to London with my suit, my tie, my socks, my beautiful white shirt and cufflinks, all the other things I needed for the presentation in my little suitcase, and off I trotted on the on the train. Two and a half hours of being rattled around, I think you probably could safely say, until we got to Euston. Off the train, picked up my suitcase, off to the hotel for the night. Following morning, up bright and early, 7.30, to get ready for the presentation, which was at 10 o'clock. Uh, opened my suitcase to put all my lads out. I had a shower, of course. And opened my suitcase to put my beautiful pinstripe blue suit on. And what I was confronted with was a sort of dome shape of mush. At some point on the train, after being rattled around for two and a half hours, or in the hotel with the central heating, or the combination of both, at some point in the night, I think I remember hearing a sort of sound. The party can had blown its popper, and the whole of my suitcase was full of eight pints of Boddington. (laughs) 
Uh, this is, calls for desperate measures, you see. But being a very sophisticated chap, lived in London, knew how hotels work, I thought I'll get the get the someone from the hotel, the porter or someone. It's gone on to reception and said, I've had a big problem with my suit. I need my suit cleaning and pressing and ironing. It's desperately important. My shirt need need it all doing in the next hour. Is that something you could do? Yes, sir. I'm sure. I'm sure our, our valet service could do that. I said, right, well, get up here. Get this suit. Get it clean. Get it pressed. Get it ready for to go in an hour. I've got to leave here one hour's time to go to a most important meeting. And the chap came up. He was an Irish rock. Oh, yes, sir. Sure. Oh, I can start that for you. Hold on. Just leave it with me. So I bunged him a couple of quid or however much it was at the time. And off he disappeared with his, with his brass trolley off into the bowels of the hotel. So I had my breakfast. It was then getting, what, nine o'clock, quarter past nine. The meeting was at 10. Phone down to the valley service. You finish. Oh, it would be right with you, sir. We're just on our way. We're just doing the finishing touches to the pressing now, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, sure enough, 20 past nine, the suit appeared on a coat hanger, looking the part, shirt, socks, people. Got myself ready for the meeting. Jumped in a cab, went round to the agency. We walked round the corner to where the, the where the presentation was taking place. Everything was fine. Only four million quid on the line. So you were pitching for new businesses. Pitching, pitching for new business. So the outcome of the meeting would either be that we got handed four million a year for the next few years, or not. That's those were the stakes. So we got to, to got to the clients' building. We're shown up to their boardroom. It was a very large boardroom. Um, 12 seats, I think, something like that, 12, 14 seats, in a room which wasn't quite big enough for a 14-seater boardroom. We're not quite sure why, but it was a bit of a squeeze. So we all filed in. There were five of us. We took up our seats on one side of the table. They took their seats on the other side of the table with the chairman at the end, as usual, when these big decisions were being made. And then, uh, just as we were about to start, two or three extra people came from us. Said, oh, well, there were some more people from the marketing department coming in. Could you just squeeze round, just squeeze round a, a little bit further? So I was squeezed round about three seats nearer to the head of the table with my back against a radiator. So the presentation was going fine. We'd done our credentials bit. We'd done the what we can do for you bit, the financial bit. The, we were just coming up to the creative bit, which was my bit. Um, and I did notice a slight smell, which you which you get in pubs on Sunday mornings before the landlord's done the, done the stuff. You know, first thing on a Sunday morning in a pub, that kind of... Sweaty. Yes, smell. yes, that sort of pub smell. Anyway, I thought, well, all you can soldier on. Got out my little boards, my presentation boards, my easel, and just, and I was just about to launch into selling him the greatest TV idea since sliced bread when the chairman said, Excuse me, Mr. Blears, uh, before you continue, uh, could you please explain why there's this terrible smell of stale beer is pervading the room? And uh, why are you steaming? Is that part of it? Because if that's our TV commercial, I I'm not sure you've quite got... The and I looked round, and sure enough, I was steaming. My whole suit, <laughs> my shirt, my socks, everything. Every, I, was, I literally was steaming, like, I, like someone was setting me on fire. Uh, and the most appalling smell of farts and beer and stale hops, you know... <laughs> So I said, well, no, 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 good heavens. I, 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 the truth of the matter is I had a small mishap at the hotel and um, uh, 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 it, is, it, is my, it is my suit that's, that's smelling of beer. And 
but it's not part of the idea. The, the idea we've got for you know is, he said, look, I don't care what the bloody idea is. We just get out of here, tea, tea, tea with you. They literally threw, literally threw us out. We'd spent weeks preparing for this pitch. It was you know millions and millions, and uh, just get out of here. <laughs> I suppose the idea of a creative director of an agency employs 600 people feeling feeling a creative director uh, who literally stinks a beer and it's dripping with Bottington's at a business meeting was perhaps a bit much even for those days. Uh, so you didn't uh, win the uh, you No, didn't we didn't. The business. No, there was no, there was no, nobody even bothered writing to them asking if, you know, if we could have another crack or explaining what the problem was. Someone might have made a phone call, I don't know, but we just knew you know, these decisions are taken on intuition or, or instinct or subjective criteria. And uh, having someone steaming in your boardroom, nah, <laughs> not what you were looking for at all. <laughs> Enjoying the podcast? Tell your friends and leave a review. Drop Rick Blaze a line, he's at Grumbo on Twitter. The music Nobody Knows You by Jimmy Cox is performed by Rick. The podcast is produced by me, Steve Blears.